this is Jake from the Casualties and Charged Records. You are listening to 25,000 Miles. Charged Records started in 1998, and it went for about uh, 10 years till 08, and then you kind of uh, ended it there. But I'm I'm almost positive I know what the answer is to this, but for the sake of our listeners, why have you started Charged Records up again? It's kind of like the thing where um, it was like such an interest in the label and uh, that sort of niche of bands, you know, like... The bands wanted to be like, there was new ones coming, and there was a lot of interest. It's like, anytime there's like 10 years of anything, of a break, people like, are like, into it and missed it, you know? 
So, like, I think there was a lot of people that were still into it, and then um, a younger scene that missed it, and I think they wanted they wanted it again. And I, I had honestly, I had no uh, intention of doing the label again because I just didn't think people were that into into the that niche of bands, you know. So, it, but it was. I mean, I love all the bands. I still love it all, and I'm very happy that people are interested. You know. So um, I kicked it up. I was like, 2020, what a perfect year. <laughs> Kick something up again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, for sure. I had some time, and I was like, this could be fun. And it's a different game now. It's like, there's no more, like, CDs. There's no more, like, um, just all you used to lose tons of money on that you, you know, and that's not all about money, but when it's a money pit, it's about money a little bit. You know, and it was just like, okay, I don't have to do print ads. I don't have to, like, hope, like, this distributor takes it or hope, like, this, um, these, you know, bands will take some out on tour and all that stuff. You don't have to rely on that as much now, you know, because of social media and, like, and, you know, the label had already been established for so long, so people, like, knew about it, you know, so. And, you know, it, it's, like, it's a pretty hard pill to swallow. Like, you don't do it for the money. But when you lose no. money, you're like, oh, that's that sucks. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, ah, oh, cool. That could have been like a nice little trip to Key West or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nope. You yeah. lost money. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so now you've re-released some classic Charge Records albums. You uh, yeah. you did Monster Squad. Uh, you just did uh, Antidote. So would would it be uh, safe to assume that you would be re-releasing like the virus and the street brats and some other uh, classic charge bands? I kind of, the uh, you know, the virus and I have spoke in the past and I don't know if it's something they want to do. You know, it would be worth it to see that. I don't know, maybe, um, but uh, street brats, I still have some of the OG copies, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would, I would um, get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I want you to have it. Um, but it's it's kind of fun because, like, what's cool is it's not so long ago that those bands you can still see them, and it's the, they're, and they're not like like washed up, and it's not a sad story. It's like some of the bands are still very fucking active, and some of them are still really good live, and that's why I think like when Tony um, from uh, Boulevard Trash and Fire Rock, yeah, he kind of helped like get these bands out there again with his festival and it really helped um and it was like kind of like well there's like a cool little thing going for these kind of bands still so i was like this is this is awesome it made me want to do the label again but i do think that you know that i can't talk about it now because dana will get mad at me but um we uh we have some um some new blood coming out so you know i just wanted to like knock it out of the park in the beginning and be like, all right, you know, remember why you love us. And here's like, you know, um, here's the vibe. I mean, uh, here's the antidote. Here's monster squad. Here's a punks unite comp. That was all new bands with a few old ones that were not old, but like still active. You know, it's like, I don't want to put out songs of bands that are like either not active or, um, this is like something that was recorded a long time ago. And it, it's just kind of like, I'd rather breathe some new blood into things or like a cool repress of something I already did 
of bands that are still like kind of doing stuff, you know. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's got to be some. There's got to be an ounce of relevance to it, you know. I don't know. <laughs> That's my theory. It could be totally wrong. No, no. But um, do I want to? Street Brats are still going. I still have some OG copies of those. Um, like the virus would be a great little thing to redo if they wanted to. Um, endless struggle, maybe. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, who That's else? Did you strap ons too? Did you do one for them? Yeah, I did. I did strap ons. You know, I I don't know. If, I don't know. If Sam and the guys are really playing that much anymore. But yeah. you know, yeah, they did a lot of other bands too, which were cool, like Complete Control and stuff. Right. So yeah, yeah. which is awesome. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so speaking right. of that compilation, um, you just put out the brand new uh, Punks Unite comp, and um, there yeah, was that's some... the comp is actually what put the label on the map in the beginning oh yeah yeah absolutely i just wanted to do that to be like i just want to do this one thing and then it turned into more things yeah <laughs> more money <laughs> uh, but i love it though dude i love it the only reason i i do it because i love it it'd be it, you know if i break even i'm stoked you know but like i'd like people to have these music this music by these bands you know yeah yeah for sure yeah. Um, you know, so there was a debate between a friend of mine, me and my friend, and he's like, yo, it's like the third Punks Unite. And I'm like, nah, I think it's number four. He's like, no, Yeah, it's number four. And so I was like, he's like, no, dude, Side One Dummy put out the third one, the leaders of today. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah. so what's what's the deal with that? Like, like, obviously you had a hand in putting that out, though. Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, I always wanted to, like, um... Because, you know, there was all these, uh, like, label samplers and stuff. And not to, you know, diss any labels and stuff. But I just kind of felt like punk cops were, like, this cool band from this city. And it was all, like, they were tied in. It wasn't just, like, a sampler, you know. A sampler is like, oh, this is this label has all these bands and here's our label sampler. That was never the case with Punks Unite. Punks Unite had, like... A thing behind it and my thing was supposed to be that here's these bands maybe you didn't know of them and you guys can talk to each other and have shows and like if you're doing a tour you could stay at these guys's house and and when you're 20 that <laughs> makes total sense and it does even now too but like i kind of was like um wanted to connect people and so punks unite really meant punks unite you know it's like and we can make it a stronger scene to where we can like keep like touring and playing um because you know like when we like here's here's one of the things like when we got to be friends with endless struggle in salt lake city the casualties would stay there we'd be, they did a show for us and then we would do a show for them at cbgb's when they would come through new york and they would stay with me and then all of a sudden i'm putting out their seven inch and then their full length so that's how it worked and i so the comp put us on the on the map so then when to answer your question <laughs> at the time i had the casualties were on side one we were kind of like blowing up and breaking out of the super underground and breaking into like i don't i guess you could say mainstream i i don't know i just think more people were listening to us you know we certainly didn't change our sound or anything but i had like been so busy with the band but i still wanted to do the legacy of the comp so leaders of today i pitch that to side one dummy i'm like hey i don't do the label anymore but could you do one of my comps 
because I see all these great new bands and I want to still support it, you know? And um, that was, and it was so many, it was like 31 bands, right? So, or something like that, 30, 30, 31 or 33 bands. Yeah, it was like quite a and, few. Um, yeah, and it, you could only put that on a CD, man. You couldn't really do that on vinyl. And I, I had, there was so much great music on that that I didn't want to sacrifice any of the bands that I really wanted to put on it. So, yes, that the, the third one came out on Side One Dummy. Okay. And um, they were cool enough to do it. It was just on CD, and um, it was cool, man. It, it, we, you know, it, it did it did rather well, you know? Yeah, I, and then, I, so I remember I getting it. I was like, yeah, yeah. this rips. <laughs> so, yeah. listen, yeah, it was cool to Canada. <laughs> yeah, and it was cool because there would be, like, only, like, these little obscure bands, and I, I don't even know if any of them went on to do anything after that. Some of them did, some of them didn't. You know, that's 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 the beauty of a comp. Like, you can catch this, like, cool stuff. And growing up, all the records that I had, all the cool, like, little UK82, 7 Inches and stuff, there'd be comp 7 Inches in that band. Like, there's this one called um, No Visible Scars. It's a really, like, rare 7 Inch. And this band called Last Rites, uh, another band called, like, Condemned, and then another band, I think, Oi Polloi, you know? Yeah, right, so it was yeah. two bands that did stuff, and then Condemned were like an Oi band, not Condemned, uh, just Condemned. And they did a um, they did a song on there, and um, it was just like kind of cool. Like, that's one song, was so awesome, and you, there was never anything else out by them that I knew of at the time. So it's like, cops can be like fun like that. Like, whoa, I wonder how long this band was act- active for. And sometimes it's only like a year, and then they're just gone. And you're like, they should have did, like, an album, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I can remember getting, like, a Punks Unite comp and, and uh, finding bands that... Uh, it was it was Charge Records and uh, Punk Core Records. And yeah. that's, how, yeah. that's how I really, like... I was like, oh, okay, sweet. And then, of course, like, you find bands through, like, the shirts that those bands are wearing, and you're like, oh, okay, Absolutely. Yeah, Standard, so, dude. Standard. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, it worked out. <laughs> I mean, I mean for yeah. me anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like, what bands are what bands are painted on that dude's jacket or that chick's jacket? You know, you'd be like, I want to know what that is. You know, and like you said, shirts and or who do they thank in their thanks list? Oh, so man. I don't know if people nerd out that heavy anymore. Yeah, but, yeah. and the notes you're like, uh, oh, oh, a global thread. I don't know. Uh, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, whoa, this is better than them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, and that's a, that was huge for um, where I grew up, the Wednesday Night Heroes. It was like... Oh, yeah! It was huge. It was like, they, they're on a Punks Unite comp! And everyone, like, flipped out. <laughs> yeah, I did a 7-inch for those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's chart- right. um, yeah. Uh, Move to press. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It's cool. Yeah, dude. They're still doing now. Um, Graham and a couple of guys are in... Um, no Problem. No Problem. Yeah. Yeah. Good band. Oh, man, they're so good. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, is there any bands you wanted to put on uh, the new comp but didn't get to? Yeah, um, I, there's a lot of bands I wanted to. Um, Jeez, uh, so many, actually. And, like, it's hard because some of them, like, are, like, kind of, you know, you don't want to, you got to balance it out. You don't want it to be, like, a friendship compilation, but you can't make everyone happy. And so there's kind of, like, the thing where, like, well, if this does well, I'll do another one and I'll have you guys on it. Some of the bands didn't have a good enough... It was just like the recording wasn't like as good as it could be. And so 
I was kind of like, you wait till the next one. And, you know, there's some great bands out there, too. Like, let's just take, for instance, like Assault and Battery. Like, I want them on the next comp. I, I want, like, I'd love to have no problem on the next comp. There's, like, tons of bands I want to put on there. You know, so it's, I just kind of um, homed in on a few that I really wanted to do to make the comp happen, and they were really easy to work with. And most of the bands were just like, boom, next day, here's our stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. I can, I'm moving along on this thing. Because dealing with 19 bands can be um, difficult, <laughs> especially 19 punk rock bands. And um, there was only like two that were like a pain in the ass. Um, and by no, no by no fault of their own. They were, you're dealing with eccentric people that play eccentric music and... It's just what it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't get nineteen yeah. bands together and expect. No, you're to not gonna. Together. You're you're not getting away with anything with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I am genuinely curious about this because we're trying to put out a compilation over here too. But um, what goes into putting a compilation record together, and what do you think the um, the biggest challenges are putting it together? I think like okay, so the it has to be like like I said man you can't do the friendship compilation where it's like we all have friends and bands and it doesn't mean that that's what you should do it has to be like really important music and I not that they're that that thing is not important but what I mean is you can't hook up everybody you can't yeah and you got to go after some band like you don't know it's like all the tunes are awesome I wanted to see if those if that band would put a song on a comp. So it's like a lot of like, you know, it's you ask at first and then and then you kind of be like, hey, look, like it's just gonna be this thing. I don't want to own your for the rest. I'm not trying to like have your newborn child and all that old record label major label shit that they used to do yeah. back in the day, where you would be like signing away 18 albums or some dumb. I just was like, hey, it's your music, just like. Let, let's make this cool comp. Let's make this thing happen. And um, it's funny. I, I saw, I've seen a few comps spring up after that came out. And I was like, hmm, I wonder where this, uh, this little interest came uh, with somebody's. But um, uh, it's cool. You know, and that's the thing about the comp. It's like you get that music. It's like kind of a return, you know, like, because they disappeared for a while. I think they got like, punk comps got a little saturated, you know, and you, you were just like getting a lot of regurgitated bullshit that was just like, oh, this is just a comp of songs that have been released a billion million times rather than like uh, some heart. There's got to be heart and soul into it. And if you're doing it, you're going to be fine because you're already into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like, I think it's just not hooking up the bands. And then dude, honestly, like you got to, the, the playlist of the comp, the flow of the comp to me has to flow. Like it has to, you can't go from like it's like a bad DJ. Like you don't go from like Michael Jackson to Slayer or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or what? Maybe that's a bad analogy. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like it's gotta like make some kind of sense. Yeah. So yeah, when absolutely. you put that on, like punk and disorderly, or oi oi, that's your lot, or something cool like that, you're like, all right, man. Oh, next is Infrared, right next to the Foreskins. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't sound like fucking like. You're not going from like extreme noise terror to like, you know, uh, like uh, <laughs> trying to think of Cox Bar. You know what I mean? Like, I love both those bands, but it's not. It's got to flow, dude. It's got to flow. 
That's my two cents. That might not mean anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe people are like, no, that's what we like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, make it inconsistent, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm like, here I am thinking I know what I'm talking about, but could be. <laughs> Right and you know, it's like another thing I think is when you put together something. This is my other thing is when you put a record out, you have to care about it, and it, it that's the thing where I guess I always kind of up because I wasn't trying to make money on it as much as like I cared about the the look and the package of it. So when I put something, when someone bought a record from Charged, it was like they got something cool, you know? Like it's yes, it did. There's these things that cost extra money, and you lose that, but it's like it's something you remember, like oh. This record came with like a fucking poster or a booklet or something because you remember those old school records you get, and you're like, when they have extra cool inside, you're like, oh, it, it makes you remember it. You know, it's like it's neat. You know, one of the things is like when Os Rotten was putting out albums, their albums would fold out to like an entire. You could wallpaper your house with that. Shit, you know, it was like a huge poster. It was it was cool. So it's like they went the extra mile of like being like. We're gonna put something. It's not. It goes beyond just the music. This is what we're representing. This is what's what we're about. And and then you know, you know, it was cool colored vinyl and just shit like that. Where I thought it was like kind of they cared about it. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think you're gonna find like a lot of people who who did go to the to the notes in CDs and the albums. They're gonna come back and be like, yes, yes, it's happening yeah. again. The yeah, nostalgia. I hope so, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, maybe the nostalgia mixed with, like, some relevancy, too, though. Like, cause I, I don't want to just uh, just do, you know, someone asked me the other day, are you just doing represses? And I'm like, no, I just I just wanted to start out and see if I could do it yes. and do it good. You know, with, with with it's a little different now. Like, now you, you put your own shipping labels on it and send it out. You know, it's like, okay, I'm not finding distributors anymore. So I just wanted to, like, tiptoe out there and see if I could do it and make the people happy about that, you know, that are supporting me. Yeah, uh, that's correct. You answered correctly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, dude, I'll, keep, I'll go around the goddamn world, and you'll be like, that's not even what I asked you, so I, you got to <laughs> tell me to stop talking. No, no, <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
so the label's keeping you pretty busy, uh, amongst other things that yeah. you got going on. Um, how are yeah. things? How are things with the casualties right now? Because I know it's it's probably kind of hard to say at this point. But do you guys have yeah. any well, plans for the foreseeable future here? Yeah, we're 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 um we're gonna we're having a the video coming out like any minute. Um, that we've been Dave spearheaded and worked on a lot with this other guy, and it's gonna come out soon. And you know, honestly, it's probably like every other band, dude. We're just like waiting for it to be over. Uh, writing some, I'm writing some riffs, I lyric ideas that pop in my head. Always jotting that down. Um, just trying to doing that part of it where it's like the the part where you're like, well, what can you do? You know, you can't tour. You can't even book a tour now because everybody's getting tired of like oh you know what i mean everybody i mean bands and like people too but every every band is tired of like booking something knowing that they might have to cancel it's like we'll just wait till it can really happen yeah because i don't know what you got any predictions some people are like 2021 some people are like way longer i think i think okay so it's been six months now i think that another six months like come spring will be somewhat i predict that from things i've heard i'm like i guess there's a vaccine around the corner um and now they just gotta you know do all that stuff but you know i'm not gonna get that unless i'm sick you know i also heard a thing that um some ticket company was doing that they were going to make you validate that you got the vaccine. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to any of those shows. Yeah, that was you know, uh, the I'm not asking. making anyone get them. I'm not doing that <laughs> for nobody, dude. I'm not making you get a shot so you can see a rock and roll band. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel. But I do predict that people that are sick and are worried about, I think, I feel like when we get through this holidays, you know, and we'll see like a kind of, because people want to return. They want to have fun again, you know, and it, our, our society around the world can't just just be nothing and uh, stay at home. Eventually, it'll have to give, you know. Yeah, right. So. It's, it's it's hard to to know because it's like, well, everyone has to still make money, but then it's like, well, COVID yeah. doesn't care about that. It's like, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I don't want people to get sick and die. I wish people would be a little more respectful. There's got to be a, a point where, like, well, okay, what's where is this going to go? Not everybody, and if the, if the you know powers that be aren't giving us stimuluses and all those kinds of things, then it's like people aren't going to just all of a sudden just be poor and die. Like it's not happening. Something will give somewhere. I don't know what, but something will give. So I think six more months, and I think we'll be in a better place. Yeah. Oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm going to fling a casualties re- uh, question at you here. All right, got it. Okay, so um, Casualties' newest album, Written in Blood, is with Dave on vocals. Yeah. Now, I don't want this to come right. across as, as negative in any way, but I think a lot of people okay. were unsure of what the new record would sound like with a new vocalist. Right, right. Yeah. So was that was that ever a concern before you put it out? Were you guys like, oh, man, I don't know how this is going to go? No, because well, here's why. Because we already knew Dave, and what was cool is... Um, I hope he doesn't get mad at me. <laughs> but his his, uh, his voice got like as he got older, it got a little deeper, so it matched the band very well. And dude, his screams and his fucking energy, you know, the thing was that like the old singer um, was not 
he didn't have like he didn't have the voice anymore and it wasn't coming through live and it wasn't coming through on the records and you can only like um you can't beat a dead horse to you can't drag the horse around when it doesn't want to do it it's not going to do it you know so it's, it got like that so when we did when we had dave come on it was like a breath of fresh air man and he was just like those screams are intense um and he had great he wrote two of the songs on there i never had a singer that wrote songs dave wrote two songs on written blood i was just like he was just knocking it out of park and it, it was cool to have a dude who cared about something so much so it was like we both fed off each other really well um so I wasn't really concerned. I was like, no, this is going to be awesome. Cause he was, it was already good with like his past bands, like uh crumb bombs. And he's still doing starving wolves and stuff. But I think it's, it was like the thing where like, I knew it was going to be good. And I knew people would be like with the energy and the, the voice and the, the lyrics, everything was just uh, a notch above what it's been for the last 10 years, you know? So it was like, and he was ready to hit the road. Um, there was energy there. There was a not, not any kind of uh, negative attitude. And he was like uh, driving, you know, he was driving. I never had a, a singer that would drive, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all those things that are cool to do. And, you know, and um, team player, man, I cannot again, uh, thank him enough. And he's a great friend. He's always been a great friend. So, you know, it's um, one of those things that I wasn't worried about. I wasn't really stressed on it. You know, it was like, because when that when we were recording, I really was like, well, this is going to be sick. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was fun. Dude. It was fun to make that record. And I hope we do a ton more, you know, and then we did that cool little uh, under under attack. Um, sorry. Until death under attack until death. Yeah. Um, that was like some just some old stuff we recorded as like live. Like so I had more of a raw demo kind of thing and it, it was cool man it was fun to make that too we just like did that as a fun quick thing for two days you know yeah yeah and i thought it was a pretty good touch because like you put out a brand new album with a new singer but it's like yo let's hit our old songs with this new singer and then like it's just like yeah it's like, just to be like hey here's what these kind of sound if you haven't seen us live here's what these sound like with him you know and um it was cool you know i, I think like it's fun for fans to like have more by a band they love you know so I like that. Yeah, I think I think when I first heard it, I was like, I'm like, okay, here we go. And I listened to it, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh man, what's this gonna be like? It, yeah, it was it was good. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's bringing the crumb yeah. bums uh, vocals in. It was sick. yeah, but he was like a little older. So he was a little older, so they're not as screechy, kind of. Yeah, you yeah. know. And then um, and I mean that in a good way. I don't, I'm not tarnishing anything anyone's done in the past. I think the crumb bums were an excellent band. Um, and I think that uh. It's like playing. It's like a, a plane, a jumbo jet flying with three engines instead of four for so many years, and then all of a sudden the fourth engine's working. So it comes out of the repair shop, and you're like, "Oh, this thing hauls ass." That's what it's like now. We have all four engines working. You awesome. know, so yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy where the band is and and, and everything we've um gotten through to get here you know so i know you've played like a lot of shows probably too many to to even remember but to the best of your knowledge can you name the worst show you've ever played and then on the flop of that the best show okay okay the worst one i mean there was a couple of those <laughs> well, hey, i remember I, playing in um I, yeah 
I remember playing in um, uh, DC once, and the stage was like lower. The stage was lower than the band was playing lower than the crowd, right? So the crowd was like just smashing into it. It was a weird vibe, like you're you're playing up to people. And then we came out. We had this little like Volkswagen um, '80s square van, like not the cool ones, but the uglier ones, and like. I don't know what it was, but someone had like put a fucking cinder block through every window just to like, you know, it didn't steal anything. It was just to be like, let's smash him up because they're because back then there was a lot of rivalry between um, like cities and bands and you know the mid early to mid nineties. Not a lot of bands were like touring, so it's if you were coming through, it was like kind of like you got the who do these big shots think they are? You know, we'll show them how tough we are, and it was like you know, but. The, some of that was cool too. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, you know, it was, it was, you had to be a part of, you had to really care about the scene to like deal with that, you know? So, um, that was a fun time. We had to fix all those windows. Another one was, um, I remember like in 1993 playing in, in, um, Baltimore and our drummer at the time, man, these guys were fucked up, but, we, we weren't even on stage yet, and he was playing. He got up on the drums and was playing with another band. And I'm like, hey, dude, that's not us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was playing with a different man. He thought we were on on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and I, I, was like, I was like 15, 16, being like, what band am I in? You know, the, what, who are these guys? You know, because I barely, I bet, you know, I could barely have like a 40 ounce, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so then. Yeah. Then go over to the best show, the best one, the ones that stick out to me was one of the legendary ones was um, right before uh, right before George had left the band um, was this one in um, in uh, Rockwell Park in Columbia, and it was like a massive hundred dude. I want to say like over a hundred thousand people, um, and it was. And we did the biggest wall of death I've ever seen in my life. And it was a great, great show. Huge. I was like, it felt like a regular show was would have just been the um a good show would have just been the can the photo pit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you're playing to a show of people before the actual show. You could throw a football to the front front row, you know? Um, it was pretty cool, man. It was uh it was something epic, and I'll never forget that one. And then we did, and then we went, but what was cool is the other show that sticks out, and there's a lot of video of that too, is when we went back to um, Bogota with Dave. Um, and we were like, okay, here we go, South America, man, new singer, like, let's see what's going to happen. You know, are they going to accept us or not? And it went off, dude. It was bonkers. It was great. It was like, and you know, they were already, when we pulled up, they already, there was just this end, and I was like, this rules and we had a great show it's hot as f- but we had a great show it was chaos but it was cool so you have charged records you have toured the world yeah. countlessly it seems and um you've played so many shows so what do you think the motivation yeah. is to keep going and keep creating as a musician you know i i kind of always felt like you know, I like all those like rare, obscure bands and stuff, but I really admire the bands like Exploited and GBH and Motorhead and all those cool 
bands that like just kept on going. UK Subs was a major one because that was always fun when I was growing up. Um, when I was younger, uh, growing up and buying records every weekend in like Philadelphia or New York City, I was like, "Yo, you can go out every weekend for a year." and buy, like, two or three UK subs albums that you've never heard of. You know, it's kind of cool. That's what I like, that, like, bands had a ton of shit that you could get, you know? And you could, like, really see like see how they changed and progressed and all, all, all this stuff throughout the years. So that was always kind of awesome. Like, you know, like, take, like, Exploited, for instance, super, like, punk rock, and then had, like, some thrashy later it's just cool to see the progression of like them go like and bands like that like you know okay cool the first album's rad and then like the second album usually be my favorite or something you know and then but then you like like that really cool you know late 80s that would come out like that was like kind of like the heavier sort of like darker uh songs and stuff and i so it's kind of like I like that, so I want to emulate that. I want to like do a longer uh, career, so to career, so to speak. And I, I kind of, you know, and in other parts, so that was that. It was like cool. It was, it was always like <clears throat> I want to know what it's like to have like ten albums out. Like I think like Bad Religion has something like thirty records out. You know, something crazy. Like um, I have a ton too. Uh, like Descendants, all those cool bands. Like it's it's kind of neat to like follow them, you know. I you know like I like all the bands. I love the bands too that only have like a a single or a demo or something. That shit's cool too, you know. It's just um, it's not for everybody. The the road and to be like in a band and deal with it for that long. Um, but I'll tell you another thing too, man. Is I would not have been able to travel the world and see as much of the epic things as I've seen in my life had it not been for the band. If I, if I would have done it on my own, it would have cost a, for, a small fortune. And doing it with the casualties is just, like, epic. You know, and, you know, sometimes you're doing it on, like, a shoestring budget, and you're like, you're like, you have an hour to go see this thing, where usually people see it for eight hours, you know, kind of thing. But it's like, but I've been there. I've been to Venice, like, three times now. A lot of I have a lot to attribute to this band for that. Um, even where I am in life now uh, is because of the casualties. You know, there, there's that sort of traveling and meeting people and building on those relationships and um, you know learning how to like deal with a budget and and you know save your fucking hard-earned money and put it to something and all that kind of it comes those lessons come with a real touring band and you know, there's a part, there's a time where you're just like, you're not, you go beyond what's, what's the coolest, hottest like thing to do right now. You, you become go into this classic dome where you have to really give it about your, your, um, your records and your band and stuff and recording, um, but in your shows and stuff, but you don't really necessarily have to rely on a scene that can be very cutthroat sometimes, you know, that can be very trendy. That can be very, and I mean that for punk too. Like it's, it's a lot about like, you know, it's fun when you, you don't have to rely on like the, um, it's the word I'm looking at, the condescending scene. You don't have to rely on that anymore. You can just like, you can just do a record and there's going to be, you've worked hard for your core audience and your core fans and your, your casualties army kind of thing. Like 
if you don't you don't have to like be um in with the cool guy who's like more of a cop than a punk you know what i mean to like oh we're well i don't know if you're allowed to play here kind of that you know you don't when you're like you know a small band you have to deal with that kind of but when you get to a certain point you don't anymore so it's it's kind of cool with that so i think there's a lot of things like being in this having the 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 love of travel if you don't love to travel and you don't love to like you don't care about seeing weird stuff around the world then maybe it's not for you but for me i love that i grew up like camping i grew up going on trips with my parents every summer they were teachers so we would just take off you know so i already grew up in camp touring is like you know what i mean like so it was it was easy for me and i love seeing the world i love like you tell me about some weird waterfall that's an hour hike and you go swim in there i'm going dude <laughs> yeah crack a beer let's go so it's kind of like um I have the band, the band to thank for a lot of those things, and the you know we all love it. If, you, if we didn't love it, we wouldn't do it. There's little hardships and like sometimes dealing with personalities and stuff of each one of us is hard, you know, including myself. But it's kind of like if you, if we didn't love it, we wouldn't do it. And obviously, I'm we're all still punks. We're all still here, so. Yeah, man. 